Hello everybody, it is Michael here, back with another video. Make sure to leave a like, subscribe, that stuff is always greatly appreciated. And in today's video, I'm going to be giving you my post-lottery mock draft. Back to Doncic. Doncic pulls up, three-pointer. Bang! Bang! It's good! Doncic wins the game at the buzzer! You preach, I guess what talking trash. Uh, uh, want to pose with me like, uh, uh, not so fast. <laughs> with the number one overall pick, the Detroit Pistons will be taking Cade Cunningham, dynamic guard slash wing, out of Oklahoma State. I already made a whole video about the Pistons and their future, so definitely go check that out. I talked about Cade a lot in there, and I just think he's a fantastic player. True generational type talent. Reminds me a lot of a mix of Luka Doncic and Jason Tatum, who in my opinion are the two best young players in the league. So that is very, very high praise. I think he's going to completely change this franchise and continue to add on to the great young core that they got going. Fits really well with pieces like Isaiah Stewart and Sadiq. Bay. He's just going to be excellent and is the well-deserving number one overall pick in the 2021 class. At number two, there starts to be a bit more of a conversation. Where do the Houston Rockets go? Do they go for the Twin Towers and Evan Mobley and Christian Wood? Or do they go for a guard, Jalen Green or Jalen Suggs, to pair alongside Kevin Porter Jr.? But I have them taking Evan Mobley. I think he is the clear number two player in this class, and in most draft classes, he could be the number one player. I think he's pretty far away from Cade, because I just think that highly of Cade, but I legitimately think Evan Mobley is an all-NBA talent who can be a multiple-time defensive player of the year, an anchor to a defense, and then if he continues to improve that three-point shot with his passing, with his inside ability, he could also be an elite offensive player as well. Reminds me a lot of players like Anthony Davis and Bam Adebayo. I think he's going to be a stud, and I think that's the right move for them. Flooring a trade, though. And I will not be doing any trades in this mock draft. That'll come later. But if another team, say the Toronto Raptors, wanted to trade up to get Evan Mobley, I could see that happening. Say the uh, Rockets are more set on getting a guard, and a team that is super big needy like the Raptors trading up, that would definitely make sense, but I think they should just go with Evan Mobley, make a beautiful front core right there, give uh, Kevin Porter Jr. people who he can run a ton of pick and rolls and pick and pops with, and give them a nice big uh, three of young players over there in Houston. With the third pick, this is where it starts to get really, really strange. Because the Cleveland Cavaliers are put in a situation where I think the clear best players available are guards. The only issue is their two best players are guards. They have Colin Sexton and Darius Garland, who both took big leaps and both had really good seasons last year. I'm more of a fan of Darius Garland personally, but I think Colin Sexton was excellent for them last year. And without trades happening, they're put in a weird spot because they could either reach a bit for someone like Jonathan Kaminga or Scotty Barnes. I think Scotty Barnes is a great fit there, but I would not take Scotty Barnes top three. I think for me at least it goes top two, then a drop, three and four, then another drop. So without a trade, I'm going to be taking Jalen Green. And in this situation, they would probably have to explore a Colin Sexton trade which I talked about in my live stream last night 
uh, both in my reaction to the draft lottery and in my reaction to Suns vs. Clippers. I was just talking with the chat and talking with my boy T. Higgins the GOAT about potential uh, trades for Colin Sexton. And what I realized is is that was one of the hardest things I've ever done. Because when you think about a Colin Sexton trade, you think about wanting a wing who can play defense and uh, is pretty youthful. The only guy I could think of that would make sense for both teams was the potential of a Jeremy Grant and Colin Sexton swap. Now, this would be a weird trade for sure. This would be if Killian Hayes is not the guy in Detroit, if he doesn't fit with Cade, and they want a more natural fit, getting a real scoring punch alongside K at that shooting guard position. So if they made that trade, then that would definitely be interesting. But I think in the actual draft, it's more likely that they would trade down either to fifth or sixth. Uh, and then either the Magic or OKC could get Jalen Green. But in a no-trades mock draft, I have them drafting Jalen Green and then just figuring out from there. With the number four pick, I have the Raptors taking Jalen Sugg. He's my clear number four player in this class. And while I do like the guards they have on that roster, obviously they have Fred Van Vliet, a near all-star caliber player. I expect Kyle Lowry to leave, but I'm also a big fan of their last year's first round pick, Malachi Flynn. I think with a team like this, you just take the best player available. Uh, like I was saying with the Rockets pick, if you trade it up to two, I think that'd be a fantastic move for them if they could somehow figure out to, how to do that. Maybe you do four Malachi Flynn in like a couple seconds. I really don't know how that would work out exactly, uh, but I was hoping for them to get Evan Mobley because I think that really puts together this team, but in the spot they're in, I don't think it makes sense to reach for any other guards, and I just, uh, fuck! I don't think it makes sense to really reach for any other bigs, uh, and I don't think the wings are as good as Jalen Suggs is either, so I would just take the best player available, get a good backcourt going forward, and things should be looking nice in Toronto. With the fifth pick, I think this is very self-explanatory. I think the Orlando Magic should take Jonathan Kaminga. He's not my number five player in the class. He's my number six behind Scotty Barnes. But with a team that's clearly going in a rebuilding direction, getting a wing with sky-high potential and potential to be a star player in this league instead of the ultimate glue guy like Scotty Barnes, I think is the right move for their team, especially with the injury worries of Jonathan Isaac, getting another wing over there to pair with guys like Chumo Kiki and the abundance of young guards that they have, I think is a very smart move. And this was an easy pick for me. Number six was another pretty easy pick for me. I have the OKC Thunder selecting Scotty Barnes. I think he's a really nice fit over there. Brings them some playmaking. While Shea did have a great playmaking year and definitely took a step there, I think uh, getting more playmaking would be uh, really nice for them. And it just gives them a ton of versatility, especially defensively. We look at Shea being a solid defensive guard, Lou Dort being one of the best defensive guards slash wings in the NBA, and Scotty Barnes being someone who has the potential to guard one through five, play multiple position, and play multiple roles. On a team that's not going to be very good right now, getting a player who I think has a high floor but also an extremely high ceiling as well in Scotty Barnes would be the right move for me. With the number seven pick, the Golden State Warriors are there and this was by far the hardest selection in the entire draft for me. I had no clue what direction to go in and I changed my pick multiple times but I settled on Moses Moody. 
Most Moody is my favorite player out of the 2021 class. I think his 3 and D ability is fantastic. One of the best shooters in this class while also being a elite defender as well. Uh, but he also has potential to be a guy who does a little bit more, creates for himself, creates for others a bit. And I think with the worries about Clay Thompson, with all the lower body injuries he's had to deal with these past couple of years, getting someone who can slide into that Clay Thompson role when Clay Thompson is maybe struggling or if he's missing games, and then someone who can also play alongside Clay because you can never have enough shooting and wing defense in this league. I think it's just the perfect fit. Uh, some others have mocked like, guys like Davion Mitchell there. I just think the size is a bit of a concern with uh, him and Steph Curry backcourt and then Klay Thompson only being about 6'6", playing small forward. Like They already run small ball quite a lot, but you're really committing to being ultra small there. Uh, Keon Johnson is someone who I think is a, more of a long-term pro project and they should get someone who's more win right now. Same thing for Jalen Johnson. Uh, I just think at the end of the day, Moses Moody is the best fit right here in a very, very weird spot for the Warriors. In real life, I would expect them more to try to make a big trade than anything, but if they were to stick at the seventh pick, I think Moses Moody's the guy. At number eight, I have the Magic selecting Keon Johnson. Like I was just saying, Keon Johnson is more of a long-term project player, and I think with a Magic team that is clearly going in a rebuilding direction with a ton of young players and a ton of projects on their team, why not take two more this draft? Keep taking big swings. One of them is going to hit. As long as you get a good developmental coach over there and get a good staff over there, you should be looking really bright in the future. They have a ton of young guys who can play uh, the guard positions, but most of those are more natural point guards. So getting a two in there slash a three who can uh, really go to the basket, extremely athletic, elite defender as well. Uh, I think that really makes a really fun team over there in Orlando. You have a ton of defensive potential with the uh, defensive upside of Kuminga with the great defense of Isaac. If he can stay healthy, uh, you got guys like Wendell Carter, Mo Bamba. You're making a really exciting team there. You're probably going to struggle, but keep taking uh, swings on high upside players. With the number nine pick, this was another pretty easy one for me. I have the Sacramento Kings selecting Jalen Johnson. He had a weird season at Duke where he opted out early, had some injuries, uh, but I do think he's a player whose talent cannot be denied. He is extremely athletic, has some great passing skills, an amazing open court player, and I think he just fits with the play style that the Kings should be going with. You have him and uh, De'Aaron Fox push, pushing the pace. You give him some athleticism there, some versatility. They don't really have that many forwards uh, going into the future. They have guys who are solid right now like Harrison Barnes, but you don't really look at the wings on that team and see much uh, going forward. So getting someone like Jalen Johnson, I think is a really good move for them at number nine. With the Pelicans going in a win now direction, I think the player who makes by far the most sense right here with how the board is played out is Davion Mitchell. I really wanted them to get Moses Moody, but I did feel like he was a better fit uh, than anyone else at that seventh pick for the Warriors. Uh, but they still had a really good player slide down to them. They have to make Zion Williamson happy by going in a win-now direction. So getting someone like Mitchell, who is 22, he's going to be ready for the NBA, I think makes a ton of sense. He was compared to uh, Drew Holiday a lot, who obviously played there before they made uh, the Eric Bledsoe and a million picks for Drew Holiday trade. So getting someone who can slide into that same role that Drew would have played for them, be a great defender, 
and as long as his three-point shot uh, can hold up he'll be a great fit there with the looming free agency of Lonzo Ball you don't know if he's going to be back and even if he is back I think the most natural role for Lonzo Ball is to be more of an off guard who's a three-point shooter who occasionally gets playmaking opportunities and then focuses a lot of his energy on the defensive side of the ball so I just think Davion Mitchell is a perfect fit there at 11 I have the Charlotte Hornets taking Kai Jones He is one of the most high upside players in this entire class as his athletic abilities are amazing. And some of the things he does at his size just simply cannot be taught. Some of the creating moments, him being a guy who can shoot the three ball, he just has such incredible upside. And getting someone who is as athletic as him, who can run the floor and catch lobs alongside Lamelo, Miles Bridges, that makes one of the most exciting young teams in the NBA. And finally gives them that big man that they need to complete their young core. At number 12, I have the San Antonio Spurs selecting Franz Wagner. I think getting them a versatile wing who can do a bunch of different things on both sides of the ball makes a ton of sense. They actually have a lot of really good young guards over there with guys like DeJounte Murray, Keldon Johnson, Lonnie Walker. Uh, their forward position is all right going uh, into the future with some nice young potential there. Uh, but I think getting someone like Wagner who could just fit in seamlessly and play a role immediately would be a Greg Popovich type of pick. At number 13, we have one of my favorite players in the entire draft class, Jaden Springer, going to the Indiana Pacers. With how many injuries Malcolm Brogdon has dealt with throughout his career, uh, and with injury concerns following Karis LeVert as well, I think getting a combo guard who can play an immediate role off the bench, who also has incredible upside, just makes the most sense here for the Pacers. They can kind of go in whatever direction they want in this class other than selecting a big. Their big position is solid uh, going forward. They have one of the uh, just most rock-solid front court as it gets in the NBA. So getting a combo guard off the bench who can step in when players are injured or maybe there's a trade as well. Malcolm Brogdon is a name I've heard in trade rumors before. So you can get Jaden Springer slide right into that role. Uh, he actually reminds me of Malcolm Brogdon a bit. Uh, so I just think that's a perfect fit. And to round it out at 14, I have the Golden State Warriors selecting Corey Kispert. If I was them, I would select uh, Chris Duarte just because I think he's a better player than Corey Kispert, but he is two years older than him, and I do understand that concern with him already being 24 years old. Corey Kispert is still a very solid player, though, and I think is a great fit in this Warriors system. You now get them an incredible amount of shooting. Landing Moody and Kispert in the same class makes them go back to one of the best shooting teams in the NBA. Because the weird thing was, you always think of the Warriors as a shooting team, but outside of Curry and Clay for these past couple years and when KD was on the team, the three-point shooting really wasn't that good. So getting solidified shooters who can help out Steph much more than he was helped out in the previous year would be a big, big help. And I think Corey Kispert immediately slides into a role as just a solid wing. And as long as he can hold up defensively, he's going to make an impact with his shooting. And the spacing of that team is going to be looking absolutely beautiful i think of a small ball lineup where you're running curry moody clay kisper and draymond four shooters around draymond uh draymond and curry are being those playmakers to the shooter and everyone else just spaces the floor on a pick and roll that's absolutely beautiful and i really like that pick for the warriors
That has been the video. It's been Michael. Hope you enjoyed. Peace out.